Welcome to Viva La Volva, the podcast that explores and teaches about the goodness of the vulva. Here is your host, Dr. Kara Quant, an internal medicine doctor and advocate for female sexual health. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Viva La Vulva podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kara Quant, and I'd like to thank you for joining today. In today's episode, I would like to talk all about vaginal steaming or V-steaming. It has become popular over these past several years, um, let's say five or six years. You can buy it online uh, to do it at your home. You can go to a spa and be able to do it. And so I wanted to dive in today all about vaginal steaming because they say that doctors say that you shouldn't do it, but I I have actually tried it out and I wanted to give you an experience firsthand of what it was like. I'll give you also some information about the reasons why it's not recommended from the medical community, as well as the benefits that they say you can get from doing the vaginal steaming or the bee steaming. That is all in today's episode. Again, this is all information that I get online. This episode is personal experience. So I am talking about myself doing bee steaming as a doctor. But take this information for what you want <laughs> and come up to your own conclusion. If you are having any concerns about your vulva or your vagina, definitely go to see a family medicine doctor and OBGYN to take care of that issue. But this is again, a fun episode about bee steaming. So let's dive into it. So let's go over what bee steaming exactly is. Basically, it is kind of what it sounds like. You are sitting on something that has a hole in it. It almost looks like a toilet, but it has a hole in it. And then under that hole is a pot of steaming water that usually has some herbs in it. So every place is probably different in terms of what herbs they add. I think, yeah, everyone is different. But there are herbal remedies that can be used in the water to steam with. That is basically what the steaming is in a nutshell. Now, what are the health benefits of it? And these are claims. They're not necessarily backed up by any scientific evidence, but these are claims. So it is supposed to offer a detox of your womb to regulate your monthly periods or bleeding to help treat stress to help increase fertility, to relieve menopausal symptoms, to decrease fatigue. It's also reported to help with hemorrhoids, which are in the area. It can improve your energy. It says faster healing after childbirth. It can decrease your headaches. So these are all things that are reported to be of benefit. And when I was doing research, it actually, V-steaming was not 
produced recently. Um, I know it's gained popularity recently. And I think when the Paltrow talked about it in 2015, Chrissy Teigen talked about it and it was on her Instagram. But this is something that has been going on for centuries. I think it even goes back to Korean practices, maybe even Greek practices. So this has been going on for some time. So vulva owners have been doing it and maybe receiving some benefit out of it, maybe not receiving benefit out of it. But when I was doing my research, there was a World Health Organization study that was done in 2011 following certain groups in South Africa and Indonesia and Mozambique and in Thailand to find out what their practices were. And I just want to give you some information. So this is a quote from the World Health Organization study, and it's called A Multi-Country Study on Gender, Sexuality, and Vaginal Practices, Implications for Sexual Health. If you want to look it up and follow with me, you can. But in terms of vaginal steaming, uh, or actually says streaming or smoking, vaginal streaming or smoking, the steaming or smoking of the vagina by sitting above a source of heat. So fires, coals, hot rocks on which water, herbs, or oils are placed to create steam or smoke. Okay, so that's the definition of it. And it says for vaginal steaming, it has been practiced by two-thirds of women in uh, Chonburi, which is the area that in Thailand that they focus on. They said 67% of people use this practice, which they associated with maintaining wellness and feminine identity. This was a traditional postpartum practice in mainland Southeast Asia. 86% of women who used it reported carrying it out in the postpartum period, explaining a low current use. The practice was also not uncommon in uh, Tete, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, current practice, 10%. Though there, it was mostly intended to enhance male sexual pleasure by causing vaginal tightening, 64% of users and drying, 23%. In Indonesia, an increasing number of salons provide vaginal steaming with herbs as part of innovative beauty treatments. So that is what is from the study that was done by the World Health Organization. And it just brings me to the point that, again, people have been doing it for a while. And we're, as like Westerners, just kind of catching on to it. So that's that. Wanted to also talk about my thought behind it. So when I was doing my research, because we didn't learn about vaginal steaming in medical school, to be quite honest, or or in residency. I mean, I am an internal medicine doctor. So maybe the OBGYNs got that training or got that information. But it's not common practice. I also would like to say just in being in this arena of the women's sexual health, that there are not a lot of studies out there on different vaginal treatments, vaginal things, unless it is pharmaceutical. 
And we understand that the pharmaceutical industry is very big. So those studies that are going to help to push a medicine forward and is going to make a company a certain profit is going to put more time and effort Uh, for vaginal steaming. I mean, yes, people do it, but I don't think that there's a lot of motivation to do studies for vaginal steaming and other vaginal treatments that aren't pharmaceuticals. So with that being said, there's not a lot of information about vaginal steaming in general, but most of the sources that I go to say against vaginal steaming don't really give an explanation. Actually, one explanation that I did see is it could affect your pH and the pH is very important for the vagina. The vagina does have to be a certain pH. If it is off, it can cause things to overgrow like yeast and bacterial vaginosis. And so that is the case. But let me tell you, there are many, many products out there. If you just take a look at them, that can also affect the pH balance of the vagina. Condoms can do it. Certain lubricants can do it. Certain uh, vaginal moisturizers can do it. So it's not just steaming that can do it. There's a lot of other things that can affect your pH. What was the other thing that I saw? Oh, that it can burn your genital tissue. Well, there's not a lot of studies that talk about if going into a jacuzzi can affect your genital tissue. I mean, you usually are using some type of swimsuit or something, some cloth covering the vulva area, but sometimes people do skinny dipping and they do it into a jacuzzi. And I haven't heard a lot of information about in my medical training, didn't run across the idea that jacuzzis were bad for the vagina and the vulva. So with that being said, I am still a little bit leery about the information that's out there. I think that vaginal steaming just is something that women want to do. And from my standpoint, it's not bad. But with that being said, if you've been doing vaginal steaming, it would be good to get some information from you. So if you want to DM us, if you want to email us, definitely do so and give us your say-so on uh, what vaginal steaming has done for you, good or bad. But I wouldn't necessarily knock it. I wouldn't say that it's absolutely horrible. It's contraindicated. It should not be done because I actually had a pretty pleasurable experience after or during it. So in my experience, I went to the spa. (laughs) I specifically went there for the vaginal steaming, this uh, specific spa that I went to. It's in Koreatown. I won't give you the name of it because I'm not getting any uh, funds from it, but it is in Koreatown and they do offer it. And so I wanted to try it. And it was a 25 minute session. They had it all set up. And so just giving you like a play by play, walked in. This actually is a, a clothing optional spa. I was taken to the area where they do the V steaming. There was some of the little stools that were set up. Uh, I think it was about five or six of them, but it wasn't cool at all. 
And so the person that led me into the room, I was already undressed, gave me, it was almost like a robe, but it wasn't a robe that I put around my shoulders. It was actually a robe that I put around my chest. So it was wrapped around my chest. And then I was told to sit on the stool. It had already been set up. It was already clean, you know, ready for use. And so I sat there for 25 minutes and did not have a problem. I think in the beginning, it was a little warm, but I got used to the temperature of the steam and got through the whole thing, didn't have a problem. I even did some meditating during the time that I was doing the bee steaming because it was a quiet room. There was They gave us magazines if we wanted to read a magazine or if you want to listen to music, you listen to music. But I did a little bit of meditating during my time, centering myself, wanting to connect with my vulva. So I think just from that standpoint, it was just from that, it was a pleasurable experience. And so once my 25 minutes was up, you know, disrobed, put it back and that was it. So that was my session of V-steaming. And I was interested to know what was going to happen afterwards. I mean, one time is not going to, I believe, regulate my periods, but I felt a lot more moisture in the area. It felt a little softer. And I believe my orgasm was a little bit better afterwards. Again, this is the first time, one time only doing this. So my experience of it can be different from your experience. But overall, I enjoyed it. In terms of like, getting any health benefits out of it. I felt like it felt better. But again, this is like a one time thing. If I've done it multiple times, that can help me to decipher uh, whether this was coming from the V steaming or whether this was just happening by itself. But Overall, I thought it was a good, pleasurable experience. And I would say for anyone who is interested in doing it, to try it, try it out. If you hate it, if you know something goes completely wrong afterwards, then you can put it to the side. But I enjoyed my experience of V-steaming. That was it. That was my experience. That's what I wanted to share. I wanted to share the health benefits of it or with the claims that it can give you. I wanted to say that there are cultures and women that are doing it, not just in the U.S., but around the world and have been doing it for centuries. And I am doing a some search of vaginal steaming and it's claimed health risks. I would say that's not necessarily the case. So again, do it at your own risk. I enjoyed my experience of bee steaming and I am excited to do other things that are maybe a little taboo and what the health industry says to not do or to say that it's bad. I do know there are some things that I will not do. Douching is one of them because there are definite known risks involved with douching. So I will not do that. And that is involving cleaning the inside of your vagina. That is not to be done. 
The vagina is a self-cleaning organ and there's nothing that needs to be uh, any fluid that needs to be inserted into the vagina for cleaning because again, it cleans itself. But I'm open to doing other vaginal treatments, holistic ones to see how I like it or don't like it and give you my feedback on it. So with that being said, thank you for listening to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kara Quant. And I want to end the episode today and in most of my episodes from now on in this phrase, pleasure is your birthright. Because it is. Just remember that. Pleasure is your birthright. The clitoris is only used for one thing. And if you have heard me on the podcast, you've heard me talk about this, but it's only used for one thing and that's for pleasure. So it is your birthright, sex should not hurt. And that is all. If you enjoyed today's podcast, definitely subscribe to the episode, tell friends and family about it because I am all about giving vulva owners and non-vulva owners more information about uplifting and empowering the vulva. So take care. Bye.